0: Hello everybody and welcome to Brunvagun, you will not get there on the road bike. Or probably yes, having a look on how cool are the surfaces in the country that I'm gonna talk about. But that's another story and we are not approaching this story right now. First of all, I have to say thank you to 3T. Thanks to 3T also because I have on front of my eyes the stunning 3T Explorer and because today is Tuesday, the 5th of February, exactly, and tonight I'm gonna head back to Italy because tomorrow I have the event at the 3T Factory. I'm super, super excited about that. I cannot tell you anything of what is gonna happen over there tomorrow, but I can tell you that you're gonna have first-hand and uh, real-time pictures and stories and stuff on my social media. Mostly on my Instagram account. So, how to do that? If you are listening to this episode just today or tomorrow morning, so February the 5th all day, or February the 6th on the morning, just be sure that you follow me on Instagram, CalamaroCC is the handle, and you will find all the live things that are coming out from this amazing presentation. I really can't wait, I can't stay in my shoes because i really, really, really super excited about what is going to happen tomorrow. Probably all the Instagram stories are going to be on the update, so just be sure to follow me, CC handle, as I was saying, and you're going to get all the information. Another thing that I was thinking, uh, in all these years of interviewing, being into the bicycle world and whatever, I really collect a lot of stuff that I never use. So, I believe that by the end of this week, uh, you are going to find a couple of giveaways as well in my social media. So, be sure to follow me there, and you're going to know more information about that. And if I will forget about that, just ping me and send me a message and uh, I will make it happen, because sometimes I tend to forget these kind of things. So where to ping me? You know already my Instagram account, let's go on the email, hello at calamaro.cc, that's my email, and otherwise you have Facebook, calamaro.cc there there as well, and read calamaro on the Twitter. And this podcast can be found obviously, in all the platform that jumps into your mind, I don't know, uh, Spotify, and then Google Play, and then Google Podcast. sorry, Google Podcast. I was at the Google Office last time, and I called Google Play the Google Podcasting, and they got a bit mad, as usual, and then Apple Podcasts, and then whatever, you will find it everywhere, also on Springer, that is the platform that is hosting this amazing piece of content. Just look there from Broomewagoon, and be sure to follow me there, and to subscribe to the channel, to share the content, to comment it, and to whatever you want, because I would really appreciate it, and I will send you a huge hug over there. Uh, what I want to say, yes, last week it was a couple of rides, week... I actually have ridden, on fr- okay, I got a really, really bad experience with my tubeless, unfortunately, but now they are recovered, so in the only sunny day of the week, I was out and I got a flat and I was swearing everything it was around, but then on Friday I got another ride all the same, on the same path and stuff, and it was really, really amazing, so it was on the snow. I really like the sound of my WTB wheels when they're hitting the snow. And uh, yeah, you should you should really, really experience that one, it's amazing. And I was going up here to the hills, it was super fine, I also almost was shot by some... Yeah, that's another story, I'm gonna tell you the full story another day, probably, when nobody's listening to us, just buy me a beer, and you're gonna know all the stories with myself and the hunters out there. And uh, so this was Friday, and on Saturday, finally, I jumped back on my hammer in my road bike, I can tell you what, I love gravel, don't get me wrong, but I love, love really a lot my road bike and I can't wait to train a bit more uh, and to have the holy week with my friends out there that is happening in June. I was missing road cycling a lot, I've done the classic loop, so Tremli, Albis Pass and another ride, it was, you have to cross the seal, here is the river here in Zurich and then you jump really in a really completely desert climb that brings you to a plateau on top of a small hill. It's really beautiful, so classic loop and then coming back from the lake to the old Gatlikon and Talville and all the stuff like this. Well, just let me know if you are here around in Zurich and I will bring you there. It's an amazing loop and it's perfect for training, it's gonna see for sure all my training days out there. I think I'm talking too much at the moment because it's time actually to introduce the interview of today. Today I uh, I so I got in contact with this kind of event twice once there was Gregory uh, Gregory Berry, I interviewed him something like one year and a half ago uh, he participated to the transcontinental race the year that the Mont Ventoux was there I think it was transcontinental race number five four, three or four, anyways, and I interviewed him, he's here in one of my episodes, one of my first episodes, my first season, and he mentioned, okay, and next year I'm gonna do the Japanese Odyssey. And then I interviewed Sogon from the Far right magazine. During our talk, the thing that he said was, okay, in my opinion, my favorite ultra endurance event is the Japanese Odyssey as well. Then he put me in contact with the organizer, Emmanuel, French guy, leaving in Strasbourg, who decided at a certain point that the best thing of his life would have been organizing his own ultra-ride, ultra-endurance event, and why don't you do it in a place that you've never seen before, Japan? Here's the full story, I will talk to you later. This episode, actually the interview of this episode, is kind of something like something expected. Because everybody of you actually remember that I was talking with Sogon some uh, weeks ago, Sogon Yoon from the Farid Magazine. And he suggested to me, you have to interview these crazy people that are organizing this special ride, actually race, in Japan. You have to interview Emmanuel from the Japanese Odyssey, and here we go. Hi, Emanuel, how are you doing?
1: Oh, hello, Stefano. It's the, it's the well, quite good, thank you. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm super happy that you're here also because I've been listening to this to stories of your amazing race. Now it has been something like I don't know two years almost, and then super happy that you can be here, spaying us a bit more of it. Something like I don't know the first question that will jump. Uh, th- th- no spoilers, no spoilers. So we are going to go into it. Are you doing today? Is everything fine?
1: Yeah, everything's fine. Thank you. I know.
0: Yeah. But at the moment, in a couple of minutes, it's going to be actually less fine than before, <laughs> because at the moment, just hold tight, because I'm going to pronounce your name and surname. Are you ready?
1: I'm ready. Let's go.
0: Okay. Emmanuel Bastien.
1: Okay, that's it.
0: Okay, it's more or less okay. G- rate it. Rate my pronunciation, please.
1: I, w- I would give a 8 out of 10.
0: 8 out of 10? Ooh! Yeah. Okay, this year I'm nailing it. Really, it's crazy. Oh, okay, I'm super happy for that. <laughs> <laughs> so... Apart from the stupid things, let's go back really to uh, straight on the topic. So we said that actually, Emmanuel, you are the, I don't know to call you, the race director or the organizer of the Japanese Odyssey. No. But first of all, give us an introduction. Exactly. First of all, correct me on the bullshit that I've said.
1: Yeah, no, no bullshit, Stefano. So my name is Emmanuel. No problem.
0: Uh, I am married. And I'm a father of three kids and um, yeah yep three is the perfect number for kids they're gonna have a good company between each other for a long time and that's amazing okay do you have kids no i don't have kids i don't have kids but i always because i have uh just one brother so this is the point and okay i love him and everything whatever but the point is that you need also always a counterpart yeah. you know When you are three, if the siblings are three, actually they can talk between each other. They can get something like all the time a third point of view on stuff and not only fighting on one topic at a time. So that's why all the time that people are telling me, ah, yeah, yeah, because uh, between me and my siblings, we are three, or people that are telling me uh, I have three kids or more. I always said, okay, having already a small, Crew, let's say, not only totally a couple, but a small crew is always better for the development of the mind and not the social media. Yeah, of yeah the you're people, right. So. You're right. Yes. Yeah. So, Father
1: Three, and uh, we're living in Strasbourg, in France, um, close to the German border. Um, In life, I'm a bike messenger for 15 years. And as you said, um, the organizer, co-organizer, is a friend of mine, uh, of the, um, the Japanese Odyssey. My friend is uh, Gio.
0: Okay, 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 perfect. And uh, yeah, so you were saying that, are you a bicycle messenger, so a bike messenger, or you are in the office of the bike messenger company? Well,
1: actually, I'm doing, the, I'm doing both. Um, I'm the founder of the bike messenger company here in Strasbourg. So I okay. used to spend quite a lot of time on the bike. Uh, but now I'm doing um, I'm doing three or four shifts, uh, three or four shifts a week on the bike, and the other time I'm on the office in the office.
0: Yeah. Okay, and uh, also in Strasbourg, like in Berlin or like in New York, the messengers are riding fixed gears or.
1: Well, it depends. Depends on the messenger. Well, most um, some of them have fixed gear, but can be also a road race bike or mountain bikes, um, depending on. Whatever you like to write.
0: Oh, it's the shape, actually, of the city of Strasbourg. Is it illy or is it
1: no, flat? No, no that, it's an easy city. I mean, it's absolutely flat. Um, the, um, the city center is flat. Once you get out of the city, uh, you, you may have some uh, re- relief, but uh, the city is really flat, so it's really no problem. You can, you can have it with a fixed gear, no problem. Expand.
0: okay okay yeah you have no problem i don't know actually i had a lot of problems in berlin because i was missing mountains but you yeah. said that actually outside of the city in the outdoor of the city you can find also some cool mountains so yeah 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 uh, the side, question. sorry
1: yeah no no go ahead i say uh, you, you can find mountains either on the french french side uh or on the, on the, on the, side of the schwarzwald yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just wanted to ask you. Okay, you said that right now you are just making uh, four shifts a week on the bike. Uh, before it was a bit more massive. Which one is the average of kilometers that usually you? Just talking about you as bike messenger, are you doing daily?
1: Uh, so it's um you. I don't know how it's in the other cities. In our company, you don't you don't work the, the whole day. You work half a day, so it's one shift. You have two shifts a day. Uh, on one shift, you can ride. You you can ride. Let's say something like 60 or 70 kilometers on one shift. Yeah,
0: Oh, it's not bad. Yeah. So, alpha day, 70 kilometers. Yeah, good average.
1: Yeah, 70 kilometers
0: a day. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And yeah. It's super cool then. And what happened then at a certain point? You why you decided? So, how Japan was involved in your cycling experience, and why did you get actually to may to organize? The Japanese Odyssey?
1: Well the, the, there's actually Stefano here there's two questions um this, why first an endurance event and then why in Japan um
0: okay let's start in that way I
1: okay, love it. okay. <laughs> um so the why why a uh, long distance endurance event um I guess like many people like many people interest in such interest in such event uh, it all, uh, we are always coming back to to Michael uh, and to Michael' legacy. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, um, I guess it was uh, two thousand fourteen. A friend of mine who was working with me as a bike messenger, um, he popped in, uh, pop in one, he popped in one, he pop, uh, in my in my in my house one night, and he told me that he was uh, he registered for um, for a crazy race um, that was covering Europe. Uh, on, on the bike, and I said, "Oh, what kind of race is that?" So he, he talked. That was a TCR edition 2 So he 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 talked to me. Uh, he explained me the race. Uh, when he left, when he left my, my home, I went back on the internet. I went on the internet, and I searched for the TCR uh, to get some videos or some 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 images. And I and I I, fo- I went on YouTube and I and I saw the. Uh, like, like like the, the same movie, the, the movie everyone. So it's the one um, called uh, I don't remember Angry Dogs and Melons or something like this. Okay, yes, I got it. With with the the Turkish guy and the Norwegian guy, they the two sponsored by the specialized team, and I saw these two guys on the Stelvio in Italy, on the Stelvio Pass under under a pouring rain. I saw these those images and I said, okay, I want to do this. I definitely want to do this. So, so my friend did the tcr number two he didn't finish but he told me that it was a great really great experience and i really had in mind to do the, the tcr number three um, happens that tcr number three um, i guess starting from belgium but they, they didn't go to stelvio on the TCR number three but they went to the control point um uh, control point number one was a move on in france you had to do 1,000 kilometers through on on the French on French roads, and I said, "Oh no, that's I'm not interested in. If it's such a large part in France, I wasn't much interested in." And um, I said, "Okay, I, I've been training. I've been prepared for, for such an event. I wanna I wanna ride somewhere. I wanna ride somewhere." And I said, Manuel, you always you always had in mind to go to Japan and to ride in Japan. Okay, let's go to Japan Um I knew that there was no no such event in Japan, and I said, okay, let's try to, to get some people interest, interested in Japan, and that want to follow you in Japan. So I talked about this to Gil, friend and partner, and, and, and then that's how we decided, really, really out of the blue, we decided, okay, let's try to, to imagine something in Japan. And that's the second question, why Japan? Well, well... Because I've always felt felt an attraction for the country and its its culture and its lifestyle, and and as I told you, I really wanted to see the country and to take people with with me and with him, us with us in Japan. So that's why that's how T um, TGO um, Edition One uh, was born.
0: Okay, and so this means actually that you never you have never ridden than the transcontinental race.
1: No, no, no,
0: no, <laughs> so, no, no, no! It's completely fine. And do you have in the plan actually to do it at a certain point, or will only focus on your Japanese audience? Yeah, um, I mean, uh,
1: we're pretty much involved in the Japanese Odyssey, and it's uh, quite demanding in terms of of work and and it's um, time consuming. But I would, uh, I would really love to do the the for sure. Like, like that's what i told you I, I i really had in mind when i saw the when i saw these two guys on the stadium under the pouring rain i said i want to do this i, I wanted to be on the stadium in the on the stadium under this rain and 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 yes uh, every year um i'm i'm following the the year and um, nice photos nice movies and of course, that, that triggers, triggers a lot of envy, yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, yes, I can tell you, actually, that this year I've done the Stelvio. Yeah. Actually, 2018, during my Holy Week. and Under the rain, Stefano, under the rain. And it was raining as crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> that put everything in a context. Um, we were doing this thing that we call the Holy Week. Holy Week that was starting from Maratona delle Dolomiti. Yeah and was finishing at the etap du tour in the middle some epic climbs and we are talking about Stelvio okay we're going to talk about Stelvio later but Gavia Mortirolo Colle delle Finestre these were the main ones the Stelvio was the third one uh, of the list and we decided because we were staying in Bormio we decided to start from Bormio and do uh, the uh, the Stelvio from one side, so from the side from Bormio, then go down in the Swiss parts, so from Umbrail, then going back to Prato, and then tackle the really epic, um, yeah, the epic climb. So the Stelvio from Prato, the one with forty-eight switchbacks and stuff like this. We so the first to go up there, it was fine from Bormio. Then we went down from Umbrail, amazing downhill for everybody. And you, everybody knows that I'm really bad in downhills. And then yeah. we turned around and we approached the Stelvio from Prato. So, the first something like a couple of kilometers, it was completely dark, pretty, pretty, pretty dark. And you can smell it was starting raining. And then it started raining. And but there were the trees at the beginning because the beginning of that climb is full of trees, so you are almost covered. And then, after something like seven kilometers, you or eight kilometers or whatever, you are out, but still it was gray and was stopping, uh, it was stopping raining. Then we approached something like the last 15 switchbacks, and you are completely open because you are already up to 2000 meters, and it started poor rain rain, raining really it was something that you can imagine incredible so at a certain point after a couple of kilometers i found something like another cafe and i stopped there and said okay i'm not going out until it's not finishing And then that's what i have done. I was drinking a lot of coffee there inside. And then I went out because it was ending uh, raining. And then I made something like, I don't know, five pedal strokes and start puir raining again. And then I went back. And then I approached the uphill at the end without rain and everything. But the three friends of mine that were actually, one was back and the other one yeah. were in front of me, they arrived till the top without raining. And then they approached all the descent back to Bormio in puir yeah. raining. And if yeah. it's scary, to do it uphill with rain, the Stelvio downhill is even worse. <laughs>
1: yeah, downhill is even worse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. also
0: because we we were not with uh, with disc brakes, so all of us was were with calibers brakes and going down to this descent with no brakes almost. Yeah, it's it was crazy. But man, have you done it ever, the Stelvio? No, 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 no. Actually, I'm,
1: I'm. Uh, as I'm living in France, I'm actually not that far away from, from the Seattle and from Italy, but never never had the never had the opportunity. Yeah.
0: yeah, do it. Do it. It's really great. And if I can give my can give you my uh, personal opinion on that, I believe that the side from Bormio it's yeah, way it's better. better, it's better. Yeah. yeah, because it's yeah. way more open and then there is a waterfall that is you are seeing something like at kilometer number 10, uh, ten, nine or ten. Uh, that is so beautiful. It's really breathtaking. It's amazing.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can completely see what you are saying. So Stelvio in the poor rain is a great experience.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. I can
0: imagine. (laughs) So, yeah, sounds like actually your spirit there was, okay, because the transcontinental race is not putting any more checkpoints on top of the Stelvio (laughs) and they want to do that, I'm going to organize my own race. That, actually, that, that that that's a bit a summary of it, but it's that's actually
1: quite the true the truth. Yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it sounds exactly like this. And uh, if I can ask you this question, tell me how actually was organizing the first edition of the Japanese Odyssey.
1: Well, first edition was quite um, um, um. The the event was quite simple, actually. Um, um. Either Guillaume nor, nor, nor I, uh, we never, we actually never went to Japan. So it was the first time we went to Japan. So we did quite a lot, a lot of research about Japan, about the, the routes, about the weather conditions. Um, um, so we talk, um, um we get up with, um, with, a, um, uh, with a manual, uh, an even manual. Um, um, the, the idea was the idea was to, to do um, a traverse from north to south. Uh, so there's there, there are four major islands in Japan, four big islands in Japan. Um, the one on the north is Hokkaido the the, um, the most famous one is Honshu, and then you have Shikoku and Kyushu. Um, the idea was to go from the north one, uh, Honshu, to the to Kyushu. So we started in Sapporo, city of Sapporo, and um, the idea was to, to reach um, the city in the south called Kagoshima. Uh, the distance was about two three um sorry three thousand two hundred kilometers and. And the cutoff, cutoff, um, the cutoff uh, limit was 14, 14, 14 days. Uh, there were only four checkpoints, which were uh, on, which were on mountains, four top, four passes on mountains, and so uh, four. Uh, so, Guillaume and I went, went on the bike, and four other guys joined us. There were two Australian guys, one guy, one British guy living in Hong Kong. And one and one guy coming from Singapore, so on the first edition, uh, we started in Sapporo five in the morning, and that, that, there were these six guys, uh, six guys on the bikes, and it was it was quite a good uh, quite a good experience, and really it was really nice. Um, uh, yeah, that's really really nice next nice experience.
0: And if I can ask you the question, how did you uh, spread the word that the Japanese Odyssey, the first edition, Japanese Odyssey number one, was going to happen? So how did you get these six participants?
1: Um, we actually we actually uh, used their social medias on Facebook. Um, we we contacted um, Apidura. Um, they talked about the Japanese Odyssey on, on their social channels. And we also um, exchanged emails with uh, with Michael. Uh, we we presented uh, we presented him the the event. Uh, he told us I don't know if it's true or not, but he told us he told us that uh, uh, he, uh, at that moment, at that day, at those dates, he, he 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 already had commitments, but he really. He, if he didn't have had this commitment, he would have joined us because uh, he was really attracted by Japan as well. So we we, we changed some um, emails with Michael, and he also um, he also talked about the Japanese Odyssey on his uh, TCR channels. So that's how um, that's how the um, Japanese Odyssey was a bit bit among the uh, among the long distance uh,
0: cyclists. And uh, yeah, I would say that it, this was actually the best endorsement that you could get. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's great. And um, actually, I, as I remember, on the website of the Japanese Odyssey, there is an amazing uh, timeline of the story with all the edition that it happens. So that happened over there. So uh, you had also problems. I think in the edition number two, you got some problems with typhoons. So you had to change the course. Same thing that happened probably the day the year after and stuff like this. But how did it evolve? Because I think that the main point while reading and documenting myself from your website is to change the course every year. Yeah, the idea.
1: Um, <clears throat> the idea is really to discover. Um, the idea for Guillaume and I was really to discover Japan. And we also want to take the, the entrance with us um, into Japan, into the country to get them to know the people and the culture. So um, it's really important for, for Guillaume and I to to, to change uh, the route every year. Um, of course, we we could imagine a race between uh, Tokyo and Osaka every year, and that would be fun, of course. But that's that's not that's not um, how we see the event, Guillaume and I. Um, we every year we we every year we, uh, we we try to find um how you say that um a title of, for the course um an idea of the course for instance edition one was a traverse from north to south, um, edition two was mostly focused on high mountains in Japan. There's a book in Japan, um, a mountaineering book um, listing the 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 hundred most beautiful mountains in Japan. It's called uh, Yakumezen. The, the book is called yaku Mezan. and we selected 10 uh, 10 uh, mountains out of these hundred mountains and and we asked the entrance to to reach these 10 these these 10 control points on on the edition three um we were more interested in secondary roads and abandoned roads and for instance this year what we wanted to do is um, small mountain mountain roads so every year it's now it's Every year the root the root is different, but not only the root, also the, the philosophy of the event and the the idea of the event is a bit different every year, and that's how that's how we like it. Um.
0: Yeah. 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 I can completely see this point, and actually, the thing that I was reading about this year it's it was that uh you have chosen to go really in the small roads, because this is the evolution that you are getting, right? Not going anymore in highways or stuff like this, but really choose the uh, the small ways, the small streets that are bringing you in amazing landscapes, first of all, and also in safer place. Yeah, that's it. Actually,
1: um, we talked about edition one. Edition one, as I told you, is um, going from Sapporo North to Kagoshima South with only four checkpoints. So what the six of us did is, we went on the fast sections. Actually, Japan. When you go on the Google Maps and search for Japan, um, it's quite amazing. Um, when you have the image of Japan, um, the, um, except from the coast coast road coastline, which is flat, but um, there are mountains everywhere in Japan. Elevation, what, what appears on green in, in green on the Google 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 Maps is green, and it sounds like Japan is just mountains. You have the coastal roads which are flat. So on addition on addition one, what the six entrances we were on the coast coast roads, going fast on the coast roads. And we went into the into the, the into the land, into the, the mainland just to reach um, the, um, the counter point. Once once we were on the control point, we went down the counter point and then again on the coastal road just to go fast. It was a good experience it was a good it, it was a good experience i mean in in 50 days we went from south to south so that was pretty good but at the end of the at the end of the of the event we said okay we've been to japan we liked it what we did we liked uh but we said um but we wanted to get uh, we wanted we really wanted to go um uh, more in, into the small roads, into the small villages where there's not many people, not, mostly mostly no cars. And that's the Japan we like, actually, yes.
0: This sounds like the perfect thing. Actually, that's why you are participating to the event every year yourself, the organizers. Yeah, that's that's one explanation. The other one is that
1: we don't, we don't have the financial resources to, to get a, a, a media car, Um it's a joke, it's a joke okay. but it's 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 a joke. I'd say it's a joke, but it's 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 true, actually. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's really... That's something, like, the best, really, description of a race that is really the race... The Japanese Odyssey is the race where also the organizers the organizers are so excited to be there yeah. that they are participating every year. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, Stefano. But you, you have to know, Stefano, that uh, we are participating... Uh, uh,
1: as a as a, as a pair with him, mm-hmm. but we always once uh, behind the entrance. We are actually at the back of the at the back of the of the of the of the peloton, and we actually since since edition one we have been nicknamed, and that's funny because you're using the same nickname. We have been nicknamed Team Broomwagon because we always at the back of the of the other
0: guys. Okay, okay, that that's amazing, <laughs> an amazing thing, really. Um, okay, so. At that point, probably we can talk about this thing because you organize it, you participate to it, you were actually involved in conversation with Michael and uh, you have seen a lot of these races now popping up and actually you were, because you were saying that actually the first approach that you got with the transcontinental race was the transcontinental race number two, so really from the beginning which differences would you see between the japanese Odyssey, uh odyssey sorry and all the other races that are around in the endurance cycling world
1: um the, ma- the main difference uh stefano is um our our event the, the japanese Odyssey, is really is absolutely not built as a as a race it is built as an adventure um and we do insist um when we talk when we change with the when we change with the entrance before the ra- before the, the events and at the at the briefing we really do insist on the fact that it is not a race um um um, um even even for, for the people for the entrance making it before the cutoff time uh, there is uh, you, you never have a declared winner at the TJO and the Japanese odyssey um there's no rankings either and the, as I the said, the emphasis uh, lies more in the exploration of Japan. Um, so um, we are more, um, we, we, we um, the Japanese Odyssey is lying in between uh, races like, like let's say the transcontinental and and like an event like, event like um, Odax or Breve. Um, oh, we're not Breve either. Um,
0: but we 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 we're more
1: like a, like a brevet or a dance
0: yeah 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 I completely I completely see the point. it's not a race but it's just something like a stay together and together explore a piece of the world that is completely full of history and amazing nature yeah that's it
1: you you, you don't have necessarily to, to stay with other people you, you can you can race solo there's absolutely no, no problem you, you really can race solo. But we do we do emphasize on the fact that if people want to ride together, if people want to join for one, two, three days, or even for the ten days, if they want to join a group. They just feel free and don't hesitate to, to join a group.
0: Ah, so but um, how would actually how does it work actually? How the race um, uh, goes along at a certain point? Are people racing by themselves? Racing? Oh, sorry, riding by themselves? Riding in a couple? Riding in a bunch, how does it work?
1: Well, you 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 have all the all the configuration possible. I mean, um, very few people are entering the event or registering the event um, um, in groups. Most of the people are entering uh, solo. Um, mm-hmm. um, we are organizing the, the the briefing. After the briefing, every year we are having a dinner all together. Um, just. Just to meet each other, to, to change, to exchange, to and to discuss together. Uh, that that helps a lot actually to to make friends and to to, to, to know with who with who you are writing. Um, and and then okay, the, the race starts. Um, um, people, some people are riding from, from from the fi- from the start to the finish alone, and some are joining groups. So it's, it can be it can be two people, three people. And some sometimes, as I say, sometimes there uh, two people are riding together, but just during two days or just even one day, and then one is going faster than the other ones, and then he's is is leaving the is leaving his partner, and maybe joining another group. There's no there's absolutely no rules. It just depends on you. And I, I want to say it's. Uh, it's it's what you make of it it's your adventure and
0: just do what you want to make of it yes that's amazing because it's the first time that i've been listening to a race where actually you can form a group and ride together because actually it's not not really a race actually that's that's exactly yeah yeah yeah. but also an event like this uh, a ride like this maybe uh, a similar flavor comes into the torino nice but I've never heard about people really grinding in a group over there, and that's amazing because it's also because actually you are uh, founding everything on uh, the discovering the nature and the culture of a country. When you are together, you have also more possibility to notice stuff. Yeah, no, that's it. That's it. Absolutely. And the uh, the other thing, um, um,
1: we are we are emphasizing emphasizing a lot about the security. Um, on the, on the Japanese Odyssey, uh, there's a lot of mountains. We, we like the mountains, so we, we, are, we are petting the people on, on small mountain roads. Um, well, mountains, when you, when, you, when you are on a bike, mountain, mountains are a hostile environment, um, with the weather condition changing very fast. And we really think that mutual aid can be really essential. So that's why we are emphasizing a lot of the camaraderie, camaraderie spirits. And that's mm-hmm. why we're allowing uh, them to to write together you know but actually actually it's not um you were talking about a bunch so uh, i'll say the the, the maximum bunch you will see on the Jamis odyssey is maybe four yeah let's say four people you never see bunches over four people i mean you you won't see this year for instance this where there was um we had 30 uh, 36 entrants but you you won't see 20 people writing together that never happens i mean It's maybe two, three or four people together, but never more than four people, yes. It's the
0: perfect number, I would say yeah right with that yeah yeah yeah, perfect um yes you were uh touching this topic and actually something like really in the middle of our conversation you were saying that an amazing thing of japan are the mountains tell us more about the mountains of japan because uh i've been listening to that in several angles and i would like to understand from somebody that, for sure, I've ridden the Alps, I've ridden the Pyrenees, maybe. Which one is the difference, which which one is the specific u- unicity of these mountains? Stefano, I'm sorry. I think I will disappoint you. You've never done it. <laughs> you know, I've,
1: never, I've I've been in the Pyrenees, but never on a bike in the Pyrenees. Sorry for this one. Okay. I've been, I've been, I've been in the Alps, in the French Alps, for sure. Um, but I, I don't have that much experience um, for the for the for the, uh, about the French Alps. I can talk about about the, a bit about the um, um, about the Vosges, which is which are the mountains close to Strasbourg, or uh, the Black Forest on the German side. Um, the Japanese mountains are um, well. You will you will call that an, 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 a publicity or an adverti- advertisement. Um, but Japanese mountains are really—they're—it's—it's um, um, it's just ma- ma- magic, um, and it's even hard to explain why it's so magic. Um, um, first, first of all, um, um, how about um, what will I um, um, the, the, um, w- When I went in, in, into the, 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 um, the French Alps. Uh, I only I only rode um only rode main roads. I mean, I went to, to some passes on the on the French Alps, and there were main roads with cars. Sometimes, as it was in summer, sometimes many cars. So um, it was nice, uh, but uh, but the traffic um, the traffic made it a, a bit less nice than expected. Uh, in Japan, uh, at least the mountain, the mountain we we we, we are uh, the mountains where we are riding. Um, we are we are usually um, taking small roads, uh, narrow narrow trails. Um, the um, the um, the road conditions in Japan. Uh, you have to know that the road conditions, even if you go out of the city, or even if you go out of towns or small towns, road conditions are most of the time perfect and. Even on small roads, uh, conditions are most of the time perfect. So it's just a pleasure to be on such asphalts. Um, so um, hard to tell, hard to explain. It's really, it's really, it's part of the part of the part of the explanation is um, the the quality of the roads, the fact that you're most of the time alone on the road. There's no one else, no cars. Um, the kind of forest, most of the time there's a for, there's forest, um, different forest. Um, the weather, um, the weather make it a bit special. The um, the spirit, uh, the spirit of the country and of the forest make it uh, um, also a bit special. So um, it's really hard to explain, but it's really it's really uh, something incredible. Yes.
0: And do you have actually a favorite climb or a climb that you would mention between the Japanese ones? Well,
1: actually. We don't have a favorite uh, climbs on edition one and edition two um um edition one we didn't know that much about japan we did research about mountains japan and there's a famous one um there's a, a climb in, in japan called um norikura pass which is the um okay which is the most famous in japan this is the highest road in japan this is the highest pass it's not it is not the highest mountain Fujiyama is the highest, but it's the highest uh, mountain you can go with a bike. It's about uh, it's about between 2,700 and 2,800. Not not, not, not really 2,800. Actually, like, like the Stelvio, actually, I think. It should be the same as the Stelvio, isn't it?
0: Uh, the Stelvio is uh, around 2,700, so, yeah.
1: 700, uh, yeah, that's like the, the, the Stelvio. So that's, that's the highest road in Japan. Um, so... If, Edition one. Uh, we said, okay, we're gonna go on this one, and we're gonna ask the other one to go as well with us on this one. So we did the we did the one. Um, Well, it, it, it's 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 a great one. It's, actually, it's a great one. Um, um, it's where conditions are are quite superb. Um, at uh, there's there's a plateau. Do you understand the word plateau? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I was at Plateau de Gliere last year. So
1: yeah. There's a, there's a plateau at about uh, 1,500 or 1,600, where every car has to stop. That means that between 100, 500 and 2,800, there's no cars. They, they only have uh, buses that are taking people up to the pass. So, new cars. So, the road is just for you, which is very really cool, actually. Um, addition two, we made it again. We, we, we put the Norikura Pass on the control points, and we made it again. We like uh, we, it, it actually was quite the same experience as you told at the beginning of the interview uh, with you at the studio. We did the Norikura Pass on Edition 2, uh, uphill and downhill and under a pouring rain. And uphill was terrible, but going down is like what you said. Going down with poor brakes was really just a nightmare. I really I really thought we were going to die, actually. But anyway, um, and after Edition 3 and Edition 4, I realized that actually... Um, you don't have to go that high. I actually Norikura is a good, really good experience, but I, I personally I don't know I don't know about the others, but I prefer I, I personally uh, think I even prefer small, uh, less known uh, mountains or passes, and even less high mountains, um, but more simple mountains. I actually, I mean Norikura is a good one, but not not my best one. Uh, I I do prefer. Uh, other anonymous mountains, actually, yes.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty interesting. It's like everywhere, actually. Try to get your mountains and not the mountains that everybody's doing, especially because, especially here in Europe, when you are going to a really famous mountain, usually there are a lot, at least you will find a lot of mm, bikers and motorcyclists and this not Yeah,
1: when you do the Mont Ventoux, it's just, okay, you you did the Mont Ventoux, but you were like 200 together doing the Mont Ventoux, which is, yes, Okay. It's not so good, yeah. Um,
0: Do you have actually? Can you give me something like shape for me? uh, The typology of the riders that are joining usually the Japanese Odyssey. You were saying that this year you got the um, the biggest number of participants. So yeah, you said thirty seven, right? Yeah, thirty six.
1: Uh, 36 entrance um 36
0: um but you have something like a persona a classical rider that is rejoining the japanese odyssey and have you seen any change i remember that they've read around that also this year also people directly from japan and also girls started joining yeah
1: yeah that's that was the uh the, that was the big the big information yeah actually there's no there um there's um um um, very few, very few, uh, very few of the people entering the the Odyssey have been uh, have been on other races on, on other races before. Okay. Most of them, most of them have uh, have experienced uh, long rides, uh, top in brevet like two hundred or three hundred kilometers. They have been, they have been experienced such rides, but very few have been on other races before. Um, but what is funny is that once they do it's not because they did the tgo but i think then most um those those who are planning to do uh long distance races are maybe considering and taking the japanese odyssey like um like a training or like a first experience because many many of our entrants uh, after edition two three or four uh, have been registered have been registered on all the races around europe or in or in america really divided so it's it's funny to see they they start slowly with the Japanese Odyssey and then okay let's let's talk seriously about something and going on the TCR something something bigger so that's it that's it and as you said this year this year is first time we had a woman on the on the on the events three women uh, registered this year and we're also pretty happy because la, um, since last year so edition three and this year we now have um, local Japanese riders and we're pretty happy pretty happy and about this because it's it's to have Japanese people with us it's it's yeah it's really it's really cool and it's, it's really amazing and what we like with Gum is uh, at the end of the event when when they when, when we're talking with the with the with the writers and where the Japanese when the Japanese are t- every year the Japanese are telling us that uh, they are Japanese they are living in Japan since 20 or 30 years. And they have been to places. Of course, they have been to places. they never been. That's for sure. That's That for sure happens. But they say, okay, I saw some some side of my country. I didn't even expect. And we, we're just happy about this with CEO, actually. And that's
0: another great endorsement, I would say. Yeah, Yeah. actually, yeah. That's it. Yes. Um, what I wanted to ask you, because another question jumped into my Yes, because this is the second time that i listening to... Uh, of people saying, you can take the Japanese odyssey as the first taste of um, a ultra endurance ride. Yeah. The first time that I heard about that, it was from Sogon. Why would you consider something like a smooth start or let's say a sweet start, the Japanese odyssey into the endurance world? Which one is actually the, the thing that makes uh, the Japanese odyssey perfect for
1: a start i don't know if it's perfect for a start it's as i said it's a bit different it's not a race and i think it's really important that it's not i mean that's the big difference it is not a race
0: okay and, this is the one yeah
1: on edition two we had someone that actually did the t before doing the the japanese odyssey so he did the t and on the next year did the japanese odyssey um a swedish guy and he told us that um he actually appreciated the two he said "There's there's absolutely no, no comparison possible between the the, the two events. Uh, one is a race one is a well-known race and a big event the other one is, is a more relaxed uh, more, more relaxed ride. He said um, he really um, he liked he liked both um, he appreciate he really appreciated uh, the Jean Odyssey, discovering the country etc etc. He said the main difference is when he was on the t series, he always thought, um, I mean, it was a race. Uh, he was always watching his, his, his watch. And he said, I always thought that someone was behind me. And when I stopped and there, there, there was no one behind him, but he said, when I stopped trying to eat something or sleeping, I was so, well, the guy behind me, where is he now? Is it is, is it in front of me? Is it, does I have, does I do, um, I mean... Do I have the time to stop ten minutes to have a bre- to have breakfast now, or can I take twenty minutes? And you don't have such um, uh, you don't have such a stress on the on the Japanese. Odyssey. I mean, if you want to stop half an hour just to to relax and to eat, you just stop half an hour and you relax and you eat, and then you go back again on your bike. And I think that's the main difference. That's what, it, what actually, what the what this
0: guy told us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see completely the point. And how does it work actually with the sleeping time? Usually, people and yourself as well, because you also participate with sleeps in uh, BNBs and motels or small hotels, or you are gorilla camping around.
1: Yeah. M- mm, depending, m- m- most of the time, people are Um um, well i won't i won't talk about the the other entrance i can talk about what we do with Guillaume. um our philosophy with Guillaume is um uh, when it's not raining when we were wet when we are dry we're sleeping outside we're packing if if we have to if we have to ride under pouring rain during the whole day then we're trying to get uh to get a Something, something, something dry, and to sleep in a hotel or in a or in a pension, just to get dry and to and to and to have a shower. But if if there was a school, then we're staying outside. And most of the people, very few actually, are sleeping in hotels. Actually, yes. Most of the people are backpacking. Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. So no, because this is actually also a good uh, idea on how cool is the nature. Because if you really are pushed to sleep outside, this means that actually. The nature feels fantastic.
1: Yeah, uh, and the country—the country is really safe. I mean, uh, it's one of the safest. Japan is one of the safest country in the world. I mean, nothing will happen to you, and nothing will happen to your bike. I mean, when we're when we are touring in Tokyo, just not not on, not on the not not riding our bike for the event, but just uh, visiting Tokyo. I mean, you you can leave your bike in Tokyo uh, unlocked for two three hours, and you go out uh getting your bike and your bike is still there i mean I, I i can i can't leave my bike half an hour in strasbourg um i'm sure uh, it, it would be stolen yes yeah half an hour it's too much it's amazing <laughs> i mean japan for this is really is really amazing yeah so i mean you you can sleep you can sleep outside and nothing will happen to you for sure
0: okay that's really cool and do you have something like a special moment that still sticks into your mind or an highlight an amazing sunset or stuff that you can really can remember it and recall it in your memory with a huge smile
1: i'll give you two i mean and and it's a good it's a good uh, it's a good uh, summary for for our experience in japan i'll give you uh, my Favorite, not my favorite, but one of my favorite moments and one of Guillaume's favorite moments. I'll start with Guillaume's favorite moment. So it was on edition three. No, not, not edition three. Sorry, excuse me, edition two. Um, um, uh, this edition was uh, we had to top to top uh, ten famous mountains in Japan, and we had fourteen days to do this. Um, after day nine, or it was maybe day ten, I fell. Uh, from the bank and had to go to hospital so i had to quit and i said to Guillaume okay uh, um see you in a second 4 days uh, so he had to to keep on alone um he was around Hir- um Hiroshima, yeah that's it <clears throat> um and then he had to take the ferry to an island called shikoku which is a re- um, which is a, a small island um, much agricultural island a lot of forest a lot of mountains of course uh, very few people living on this island, and um, kind of strange island. So he went. He went. He took the ferry. Went on this Shikaku island. Um, he spent the first day on this island under again a pouring rain. That was edition two, and we had really a dramatic, dramatic weather. And so he, he spent the whole day under edition two, uh, under sorry under the weather, under the rain. Um, uh, at the beginning of the night, he start start to climb a mountain. And the more he went up, the more the weather was was worse. And then um, after the rain follows a storm. And um, he said, uh, I, "I won't I won't be able to reach the top of the uh, of the mountain. And even if I reach the top, uh, I need to stop now, and and I won't be I won't find any anywhere to sleep at the top of this mountain and with such weather. So he had to go back. Uh, go back to the to go back down, because uh, you, you, you you remembered uh, he had so um, a small abandoned garage, um, and he slept in this this all abandoned garage. And when I asked when I ask him about what is what his what is his uh, favorite moment, he told me that's uh, that's my favorite moment. It's just um, the the um, how you say that the, um I am looking for the, the English word. The, um, the difference the difference between the beauty the the beauty of the island, the beauty of the forest, and the, the just the the poor weather and the, the fact that I had to go down. I was up for one hour on this hill, on this mountain, and now I know I have to go down just to find somewhere to sleep. That's
0: skill favorite moment. And- lovely. <laughs> <laughs> lovely. Sorry. <laughs> <It's> yeah, <right. laughs> it's, uh- yeah, it's a really lovely thing, you know, this kind of feeling, you know, of- <laughs> Uh, climbing art up to the mountains, and then you have to come back in order to get safe. (laughs) That's that's the the classic definition of type two fun, exactly. That,
1: but what is what what is amazing is that afterward, it is one of his favorite moments, which is just
0: exactly it's type two fun, it's completely type
1: fun, it's beautiful. And yeah. my favorite moment was uh, well one of my favorite moments is, was on Edition one. We were sitting um, outside uh, what the Japanese call Kambini. Kombini is the Japanese word for convenience store It's where you stop to, to, to drink to eat. It's really cool shops because you you can find anything uh, anything anyway, we were sitting outside um, we were sitting on the pa- pavement outside the convenience store. and then there was a Japanese guy. It's really hard. Um, it's really hard to give to the old Japanese guy, uh, to the old Japanese people. It's hard to give to give to give him a, an age, but I guess he should have been something like sixty-five or seventeen years old.
0: And okay. Japanese- indefinite age between fifty. Uh, <laughs> <people>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Exactly.
1: And um, actually, um, Japanese people. Um, um they never they never bother you i mean they don't bother other Chinese people but when you're foreigner they don't bother you at all it's, but it's not that they, it's not that they're afraid it's just respect it's just the, their philosophy just respect and they don't bother you and this guy just sat um next to us and started to talk in english just few words in English. He was wondering who we were coming from, so we tell him we were we were French, and he saw our bikes, and he, 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 he just was he, he was amazed because he said, "You guys are coming from France, in my country, in Japan, and you're riding my country in my countries. Why are you? I mean, why are you? Have you been traveling so much kilometers?" And we said, "Well, we just like Japan." He was really astonished, and we continue and we, we explained that we were riding uh, in mount- on mountains. And then he went back to his car. Yeah, he, he opened his trunk and he got two apples, two, uh, two, two apples from his car. And you have to know that in Japan, fruits are quite expensive. Like oh. for, for instance, if if you have someone of your family at hospital, and if you go visit him, you don't you, you don't offer him flowers. You offer him melons or apples. I mean, actually, fruits in Japan can be quite quite expensive. Anyway, he went to his trunk, opened his trunk, he took two. Uh, red apples. He went back to us and offered us these two apples, and he said, "Personal harvest." And I mean, that was just a good moment. I'm a re- I really, I really like this. Moment.
0: Wow! Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Full respect for you, people. Then that's what what he wanted to show you. Exactly. 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 Yes, that's really lovely. Uh, yeah. So I have the last two questions for you, yeah, Manuel. I I really hope I will not bother you anymore. Uh, <laughs> the first of the two question is, how what are you planning for the Japanese Odyssey number five? Then, if you can give me some sneak peeks, if you cannot, just tell me, Stefano, shut up.
1: No, I can give you some advice. I mean, I, I can give you some some clues. Yeah. So. Okay. Edition five should take place should take place in October, mid October. Uh, the the exact date isn't settled so far. Uh, should be settled around in two or three weeks time, but should be around mid October, and should be titled like uh, should be titled um, Kyushu edition. Uh, actually, we're thinking about starting Kyushu, which he, which is the South Island of Japan. Um, and spending a bit much much more time in this on this on this island, and then getting again on the other other best best known island. But but at least we, we hope to spend two two or three days on these islands. Yes. So Kyushu edition uh, starting mid October. 2019
0: and uh, let's say that for example one of our listeners of the listeners of today or maybe somebody called stefano wants to participate to the japanese odyssey which one is the path which which one is the what what we have to do actually what a rider must do in order to take part to the japanese odyssey number five.
1: Oh, it's quite uh, quite easy um uh, let's say around around March or uh, early April, we will issue our our manual. And in our manual, uh, race manual, event manual, um, um, we explain that um, the, your friend he has to email us with different administrative detail like name, surname, first name, last name, address, and yes, I want to join, and yes, I'm insured, and yes, like registering like for any other event, yeah, same way.
0: Perfect. And where we can find all the the information then on the website? Uh,
1: um, a website isn't 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 renewed uh, so far. So uh, should be uh, website will be renewed. Let's say, uh, like I said, around around March, mid March.
0: Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect.
1: But tell him, tell him, because tell, um, tell him one one important thing. He um, has to be. We have a motto, like we uh, motto uh, um uh, amongst us we we say uh, you need to be prepared uh, be prepared um we are saying that the japanese odyssey is not and you, you t- t- tell that to your friends your different friends the japanese odyssey is not a race it's definitely not a race but it is not a sunday morning ride either i mean you really have to be you really have to be prepared i mean it's really uh, it's really it's a uh, really demanding and hard uh, event
0: yeah it's not a race but anyways there are at least 2000 let's say between 2000 and 3000 kilometers that you have to accomplish in a couple of weeks and we all know how beautiful but how harsh can be the mountains of japan
1: yeah the, the distance the distance is a test i mean uh, for anyone uh, riding usually bike the distance is it, it, it is a test but the real difficulty the real challenge is really the mountains and the terrifying climbing that's the real challenge and the weather and the weather yeah but mid october should be nice i mean the the, um, the typhoon season should be over the typhoon season should ends uh, should ends in end september so typhoon should be over yeah
0: okay okay cool that's why actually all the time that you, i'm sending you an email the the signature of the email is be prepared, because it's the motto of the Japanese Odyssey. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Okay, Manuel, it was really a great pleasure to talk to you today. Stefano, thank you. Thank you, Stefano. And uh, I will be sure, actually, to update everybody around on what's going on on the Japanese Odyssey, so uh, when we are going to find a new course and uh, when you're going to open to the subscription and to the participation and everything, because I would really love to, have, uh, to see Oh, every year, more people discovering this amazing course. Thank you, Stefano. Thank you. Because I really appreciate your spirit and I really appreciate this kind of rides in that way. Really relax, even if they are demanding and beautiful. Cool. Uh, then, Manuel, it was really a pleasure to talk to you and I will talk to you soon. Thank you, Stefano. Really a pleasure from you as well. Ciao. Bye-bye. Stunning story, isn't it? Well, now I can't really wait to go to the Fukushima or to all the mountains there out there in Japan to do it. I'm not sure I will. I'm built actually to do have this kind of events. But if somebody wants to couple with me, well, I'm okay on doing it. One of those or the Japanese Odyssey. As well, itself, it's gonna be amazing. Also because I want to really challenge Emmanuel on. Uh, something like the Broom-Vagon couple number two, the broom wagon team number two, because himself and his partner, they are the broom wagon number one, so they are just on... they're really the broom of the two of the of the group because yeah, they have to follow all the instructions over there and then they also need to understand what happens with all the participants, but they can be Broom-Vagon number two. If somebody wants to couple with me, just give me a shout. Well, Give me a shout and follow me on the social media, because this week is gonna be a great presentation week at the Treaty Factory, so Instagram account CalamaroCC, Facebook account CalamaroCC, and read Calamaro on Twitter. Also stay tuned, because by the end of this week I'm gonna do at least one giveaway. I have something already in mind that I got, so you will know more about that. And as I was saying, if I forget about that, just ping me up, hello at calamaro.cc, that's my email, then remember that you can find exactly this podcast on all the platforms that you like and where you usually consume your content, podcast content. Just go on Spotify, you can go on Google Podcasts, you can go on Apple Podcasts or on Spreaker and just look for Broomwagon, or Broomwagon, as I like to call it. And everything is going to be smooth as hell. Just download all the episodes and distribute them to all your friends and family. And everything is going to be amazing. For now, I've just to say goodbye. I will talk to you next week. I have an adventure next week that you cannot imagine. (laughs) Bye!